Leave your excuses after the beep, a podcast created for anyone who has ever used an excuse to not do something that you said you would. Does this sound familiar? From busy, overworked, stressed out moms to thriving moms, wives, and health coaches, Kitty Clemens and Kyla McComas are Midwest moms who are breaking down excuses and empowering others to do the same. Listen in to hear which of our excuses we break down next. I'm Kyla McComas. And I'm Kitty Clemens. After the beep, we're still here doing this thing. And today, we are going to talk about something that's a little controversial, maybe. We get a little flack sometimes, or a lot of times, from people when we talk about alcohol. And when we have health goals, which, as you know, we partner with people to help them reach their goals. Um, and usually they have some some reference to their health. Um, and alcohol usually comes up at some point in time as to, you know, do I have to give it up? Is there a better alternative? You know, uh, why can't I? Blah, 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 blah. So today we are going to share just a little bit about, you know, what we've experienced and some of the maybe pros and cons and offer some insight as to how you can approach your next season or maybe just event or maybe just it's after work tonight (laughs) and how you can find an alternative or rethink how you use or rely on alcohol in your life. How's that sound, Kyla? Mm, That sounds so good, Kitty. And this is a for me, this is a a subject that's, you know, been a roller coaster in my life. And by all means, I want to make it clear that I haven't like completely shut it out. Um, But I definitely have limit myself, which is so much. um, I've seen so many more benefits to me with this, especially, but um, I've worked in this industry of um, food and beverage. So alcohol has been like a big thing. And also after work too, um, with being in the food and beverage industry that we all want to go out and have a drink because working in that industry is hard <laughs> and, um, um, you would have a time to like chill or relax or, you know, anything like that. So it was our time to do that. So I always felt like, alcohol was like part of the social event. It was something that I had to do because I felt like I was the life of the party, all that stuff. So that's kind of like my side with alcohol. Um, Yeah. What was your reasoning and all that stuff to consume it, Kitty? Uh, Well, you know, I think just a lot of the, the social norm, right. Of when you're in college and, you know, like I was the the person who didn't really consume alcohol much before college, if at all. Um, and then going to college um, wasn't super into all of that. I don't know. Like from a from an early state of consuming alcohol, I correlated quite quickly that I didn't do well with it. 
um, who knows, maybe all of the, you know, just the health concerns and, and stomach issues that I discovered, you know, just a few years ago, um, looking back were probably pretty relevant even back in my early twenties. And I just ignored them because who wants to think about their health when they're in their early twenties? I mean, come on. So, um, things, you know, progressed through the years of, um, you know, it really became a stress reliever and I would use it as a means of like celebrating or, um, like giving myself a pat on the back for making it through a long day at the hospital. Um, those 12 hour days get a little rough sometimes and I would come home and have a glass of wine or two or three or four and tell myself, Oh, it's going to help me sleep better. And I've gone back and forth where I've, you know, I do really well with, you know, trying to eliminate alcohol and then different seasons come to light. And I'm like, no, you know, this one, I'll try this and I'll try that and I'll feel okay for a while. And then all of those things kind of start to creep back in the more I let it, um, more I let it creep back in. Mm -hmm. And uh, 2020 is when that happened for me. Um, 2020, you know, there was this pandemic thing that... Yeah, this thing that we just recently got rid of, apparently, uh, three years later, and it caused a lot of stress and anxiety, especially in the realm of the world and in healthcare, um, going to work every day, thinking, am I going to bring something home that could, you know, potentially take out my family, you know, all this fear mongering. And so I got to a pretty bad place again with, <laughs> with alcohol. Um, and it was during that time frame that I started to identify even um, additional areas that alcohol was affecting. One of those being my sleep. I used to drink something before I'd go to bed at night because it would make me sleepy and tired and relaxed. And feel like that's a common thing for people. They're like, oh, I'll like have a, a glass of this or a beer or whatever so that I can relax and, and, you know, get ready for bed or whatever. And I started to realize that it was affecting my sleep, um, the quality and the length of the, of the amount of time I was able to sleep after drinking. Um, it took me a while to figure that out, but I was waking up more and more groggy and just not feeling well and having super vivid dreams and just feeling like I was in bed, yet my brain never shut off all night long. And it was really frustrating. So that was kind of the the latest happening, I guess. And I've just kind of continued to dabble here and there with different things and experiment in different ways. I have ultimately just decided that. Um, for the most part, it's just not something that I do well with. Yeah. yeah. And I think especially like in this season right now, being summer and people doing all these activities and, you know, you're surrounded by, you know, bigger family and friend events and all that stuff that we feel that if you turn down alcohol, there's something wrong with us, right? Like you're you're a you're a party pooper you're a debbie downer you know like those things which um play effect for me too but i think um i think once we kind of looked at alcohol and kind of was like well this is a major um problem with our health and a lot of it will affect it just not just in your sleep like you said but in in ways that you're like well this is my goal is to get 
here, but alcohol is affecting those macro habits, which is sleep, which is nutrition, even can go into the side of like exercise or movement because you become dehydrated and you become, you know, your energy level. So then you will not do those things, you know, not, not sleep well, not exercise at all and make poor nutrition choices. And it it just starts, you know, turning and turning and turning and all because of us choosing a beverage that just doesn't help before maybe we talk a little bit about these these cons of alcohol kitty was doing a little research on the pro of alcohol and what it does and surprisingly and not surprisingly there's very little not little much <laughs> yeah, a little not much yeah so share uh, with us your research on that kitty yeah so my little quick research of pros of alcohol consumption were um one make social events easier <laughs> because when you consume alcohol it uh, causes most people to become relaxed kind of take the edge off and so if you're anxious about attending a social event, that can allow you to relax, um, relax and perhaps enjoy the event. It can also be used as a way to relax and wind down. <laughs> and then the additional pro was that consuming red wine in moderation and their definition of moderation is one glass, one, I believe four ounce glass, not a full glass of wine um, for a woman and two glasses for a man daily can provide some antioxidant effects and potentially decrease the risk of heart disease in the future. So what are some issues with some of those or some of those pros? For starters, the people that I'm hanging out with aren't drinking red wine. Just going to throw that out there. I mean, you can say that, you know, red wine. Great. If you drink red wine, I know I don't drink red wine. (laughs) There's that. And there are other ways you can get antioxidants. Just throwing that out there. As for the other two, the social, I think the term they used was social lubricant, which is just. Throwing you off. (laughs) I just can't. We had to have some Uh, Monday humor in there. Yeah. Makes you. real loosey-goosey at your at your social events however that can spiral out of control depending Mm -hmm. on the the amount of alcohol that you are consuming which then becomes a con because you can be uh you know inappropriate or uh maybe belligerent or and that may be an extreme but we're talking extremes here so So there's that. And then the whole lowering your inhibitions. So it's great to, you know, if you use that solely just to, you know, what drink or whatever to help relax you, but that's not typically where we end up with it. Lowering those inhibitions leads into a whole lot of other things. You mentioned the nutrition aspect. Typically you were not eating fruits and veggies when we're consuming alcohol. You know, we tend to gravitate more toward those um, higher carb, higher fat, Um, food choices, and the alcohol itself can be a source of a lot of really empty calories, depending on what it is that you're drinking. 
Yeah. So there's that. And even I want to clarify too, like even on um, uh, seltzers, a lot of people think um, seltzers only contain that 90 calories or whatever the label says on those ones. And that's why a lot of people consume them because of the lower calories and it can be a better choice than having, um, you know, the wine or the, the liquor. But if you actually researched some of those seltzers in the nutrition label, there's actually a lot of hidden um, hidden ingredients that increase the calories, just different types. So if you think that you're getting 90 calories, it's really not the case on most of those seltzers. So read the label and if you're really like saying, I'm I'm doing it because it only has 90 calories, it's less, it's better. But so there's a lot of hidden stuff in the seltzers, believe it or not, extend onto that. There's the negative side, which we've kind of touched base on a lot. That leads to a few things, which was, again, the sleep. The sleep is your biggest, probably your biggest problem with consuming al- alcohol. And by that is sleep, whether you have alcohol or not, if you're not getting the proper amount of sleep, you the next day or the choices that evening will start adding up. So a lot of times if you consume alcohol, or if you get poor sleep, it takes like one to three days to even catch up on that. And during those one to three days, you are struggling with um, healthier choices. So you're when you get up in the morning, you probably go for the sugary drink because you had a poor night sleep or the, you know, sugary breakfast items. So throughout the day, you're making poorer choices because you can't get back on track or back on balance. And then like you mentioned, the nutrition value, which or the nutrition side of things. So empty calories on alcohol, but your nutrition choices become poorer. Like, like you mentioned, dehydration, you know, usually people don't drink water and drink alcohol at the same time. So the dehydration steps up. So which leads to when it comes to your exercise, your energy level. Um, did I miss anything, Kitty, on the negative side of what alcohol can do? Oh, the biggest one, right? If you're on a budget, you know, that is huge. A lot of people that we've come across usually is like eating healthier is more expensive or that's kind of one of the biggest barriers, the expense of food. And so adding alcohol in that, like yeah. that, yeah, that affects not only your budget, but also again, your nutrition that you're getting for the day. So, yeah. So those are all great, like short-term immediate in the now cons, mm-hmm. right? I think it's important to note too, although I feel like we're aware of this, that alcohol has can have long-term effects too. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, alcohol is a toxin. It's not something that your body requires in any way. Um, It provides no nutrients whatsoever. When your body is constantly trying to rid itself of the toxin, that can cause inflammation and just stress on your body and can inhibit the normal processes. That chronic stress on your body day after day after day after day can lead to some of those chronic um, health 
um, diseases, whether that's heart disease, liver disease, stomach concerns, like there isn't a place in your body that alcohol can't have an effect on. So just keeping that in mind too. And that doesn't mean that those sorts of things are reserved for people who drink in excess every day. I mean, that can be just a drink a day that adds up day after day after day after day. If your body can never relieve itself of that stress. Um, and it's not that binge drinking on the weekend is any better because when you overload your body with a ton of stress, it takes that many days for it to recover. And then you're hitting it again, just those long-term health effects. I mean, I feel like we know, and we've done a really good job as a society of like understanding what like cigarette smoking can do to your body. Like even just smoking for a handful of days or months or years can have ongoing damage to, to your lungs and people, you know, recognize that. And we've done a great job of, of demonstrating that. But I think alcohol is one of those things that is kind of overlooked because it's a toxin yet it's, it's legal and you can, you know, you can do that. And in certain societies and certain, uh, cultures, it's, it's welcomed and it's maybe pushed on people. And, um, so it's, I think, I feel like there's a lot of peer pressure around that too, um, which is unfortunate because if somebody, um, has a, has a decision or makes a decision or declines to drink something, do not push them. I mean, there may be a lot of reasons why they're choosing not to introduce a toxin into their body. And it's not up to you to judge them. And they don't have to disclose that to you. Like, I think that was one of the most irritating things when, um, uh, when I was pregnant back in the day, (laughs) like, you know, not drinking at a social event and everybody instantly starts drilling you. Well, why aren't you drinking? Are you pregnant? Are you this? Are you that? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I don't need to tell you anything. <laughs> I'm yeah. just choosing to not drink. So, ah, anyway. We, we, so we feel like when it's, when we're trying to do something good for us or for our body, we get, yeah, the negative influence or the peer pressure, like you said. And then if we do something that's not good for our body, that's okay. <laughs> you know, like we don't, right. you're, you're like, fitting in and all that stuff, but I wanted just to, um, mm-hmm. add some tips of like when you are out at social events or, you know, somewhere where there is, you know, alcohol involved that maybe will help you feel more comfortable when you're out and you're choosing not to have alcohol. Do you have some tips to share with that, Kitty? Yeah. I mean, having, having something in your hand, right? Like no matter what it is that you're drinking. And if you are choosing to not have alcohol, but the people around you don't know that, or, you know, you don't want to put that out on display, you can offer to go order the drinks and just get yourself a club soda and have them put a lime in it, or even, you know, a diet soda with something at it, whatever, like you can choose a little bit more discreetly what it is that you're drinking, but always keeping something in your, in your hand, a glass of water or whatever, so that you feel like included. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Like you feel kind of awkward with your hands when you're just standing there without anything and everybody else is drinking something. Absolutely. (laughs) um, And that might be more relevant for someone who's trying to do this for like the first time. (laughs) 
other things that I find helpful are if, you know, to give it a try to see how you do, because I feel like there's a lot of apprehension, apprehension and anxiety about going to an event and like saying, no, I'm not drinking. Like what? Having somebody that, that you tell before you go, whether it's whomever you're with or, you know, saying like, no, I'm, you know, I'm not going to drink tonight. I'll, you know, offer to be the DD, offer to drive other people around. It's a pretty good reason for you to not drink. Right. Or just let somebody know who's there so that you have somebody to bounce ideas off of, or, you know, to have that support. Um, Because the more support that you have in your immediate face-to-face in that moment, you're going to be more apt to stick with that decision and not succumb to the peer pressure. Yeah. No, I think those are, you know, two very good tips. It's like, just ask somebody to support you. And a lot of times, some of those people will tag along with you and say, I'll do it tonight too, or whatever the event is. And then, yeah, having like a club soda. So you always have something in your hand if that's the direction that you're you're going to. But so it's it's good. And I think like this is a time to kind of like just evaluate like your body and how you feel after you do consume alcohol. Because a lot of times I didn't care. I just thought like this is this is how I was going to feel. Like I would go on, but like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Now when I, when I do consume, I'm like, man, okay. Do I want to feel that way? Do I have, you know, a busy week ahead of me that maybe I just don't need it today. Like, you know, all these things I can evaluate, but I encourage you to um, just see how you feel afterwards and see how long it takes for you to recover and see if it's worth it to continue to do that. Again, Kitty and I said at the beginning, we're not perfect on this and we're not like, you know, totally out of the, you know, the realm, but we just, we just choose not to do it as often. So that's, that's what we've come up with. But I, um, I know that it's, it's a touchy subject. So (laughs) Especially it is, in the it is right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, or the winter blues, like, you know, and <laughs> yeah, people right. get into depression and, and you know, can't get yeah. outside as much and all that stuff. So I think it's something to definitely consider for a season, especially if you're focusing on like your health goals. I mean, can you give it up for a season to at least give yourself the, <laughs> give your body the optimal yeah. Shoot well, circumstances. give, it, give yeah, yourself, yeah. you know, all of the, you know, everything that you can in order to see the changes that you want to make, because we see a lot of people that are really unhealthy or really unhappy with the health that they have right now. And that doesn't have to be, you know, just a certain weight, but maybe they're, you know, feeling really exhausted and tired or depressed and just kind of down and out and they want to make a change, but they are, they keep getting stuck in this loop of, oh, I need to go out on the weekends or I need to have wine at night or have my drink on Friday night with dinner or whatever. Can you challenge that thought? If what you're doing right now isn't serving you well, can you challenge and put a little bit of um, resistance on those thoughts for a season and just see how you feel? Because I was there, totally get it. I didn't want to give up anything. There's lots of things that I haven't wanted to give up. (laughs) 
um, of her. You have to see what is more important and what matters right. most. Mm-hmm. But it's been very eye-opening to give it up and uh, just experience what freedom that you can feel and just how you can see all of your other hard work and effort actually come to fruition and make a difference and, and see the change um, by doing something simple like just giving up alcohol for a season. And then you can totally do what you want to moving forward. But yep. I think anyway. that's wonderful. Yeah. And we hope that you found some tips and kind of just weigh out your pros and cons um, on your next you know, decision. If, if that's what you choose, we reach out if you have any more you know, questions on, on this and if we can help support you in whatever way on your journey. So we hope you have a great rest of the day and we'll connect again next week.